0: I know a place where we can go To lay the troubles down, eating your soul This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs Now, your host, Eric Cartier Senior pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church Like a tide, is rising up
1: Deep inside a current That moves and makes it come alive From the Crosswalk Colorado Springs, this is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well, staying warm, staying safe out there. Great to get the moisture, great to get the snow. We really need it, but definitely some cold, icy weather out there. If you come to Rocky Mountain Calvary, we do not have service tonight. We went ahead and canceled our Wednesday night service due to weather. So want to get that word out there. I'm live in studio today, ready to take your phone calls. My heart in being here is I'm a local pastor and want to serve the community. So if you need prayer or you have questions about the Bible or things that are going on in your life, we'll get into God's word uh, together and pray together. So here's the number to call. I'd love to hear from you. 844-500-9673, 596 uh, 73 and then the text only number is 719 315 it comes right to me right up to my laptop 719-315-1726 so was out doing some shoveling this afternoon some snow shoveling and it is a nice uh, heavy snow so some good Moisture here for Southern Colorado, but definitely hope that you're safe, that you're driving safe for your home for the day already. So once again, this is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary, Crosswalk Colorado Springs, local pastor focused on Southern Colorado and would love to just interact with you. You really make the show. So if you've got questions or prayer requests, maybe you're going through a hard time and you need someone to pray with you or you're wrestling with a difficult situation or, or a Bible question, uh, the number to call is 844-596-73. Matt's ready to take your phone calls, 844-596-73. Also, you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. want to kick off today's show with Psalms uh, 37. It's one of my favorite uh, psalms, uh, really speaks to the day and time we're, we're living in. It says, don't fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity. We can be in a place where we get fearful because of evildoers. I'm sure most of you saw the news with the shooting that took place at Michigan State uh, University. And man, my heart goes out to that university and... This the senseless loss of life. The shooter is 43 years old and didn't seem to have any connections uh, to uh, the university. And when we hear those things, it's easy for us to become fearful. But God's word says, don't fret because of evildoers, for they shall be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. One thing we know is everybody is accountable to the Lord. Sometimes there's not justice in this life, uh, but there is justice in eternity and everyone's going to have to stand before the Lord. Those that seem to be getting away with evil are going to be accountable before God. Here's our encouragement, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So whatever you're facing tonight and this cold day in February this cold, snowy day is trust the Lord, put your trust in him and then continue to do good, dwell in the land. There's a lot to be said for that. Where has God placed you? Where has he planted you? Then dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. God, you're faithful. Think back to three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, God has been faithful. Here we are coming up on three years of of COVID outbreak and God has been faithful. We think of his death upon the cross and he is faithful. So we feed upon his faithfulness that feeds our soul. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. To delight in the Lord is to take joy in the Lord. I think of another psalm that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So this is entering into his faithfulness, his goodness, rejoicing in the Lord. And as we delight in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our hearts. And this is the amazing thing is God's not promising to give you everything that you want. But as God becomes your first love, our heart lines up with his heart. Have you found that to be true in your life and in your relationship uh, with the Lord? As you walk with Christ, as you draw near to Christ, you find yourself longing for the things that Christ longs for. So delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This spoke to me a lot this week. Uh, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he'll bring it to pass. Sometimes we make plans and We don't commit it to the Lord. We don't surrender it uh, to the Lord. So we need to be in that place of uh, surrendering our way to him and trusting that his will will be done. He shall bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in the way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. So rest in the Lord. It's a good word for tonight rest in the Lord and then wait patiently for him. Wait on his timing. Again, this encouragement, don't fret because of him who prospers in his way. Don't fret because of wicked schemes. And then this releasing of anger, cease from anger and forsake it. Do not fret. It only causes harm. This week, I just found myself kind of struggling with anger, some frustrations that were building up in my heart and in my life and This verse really spoke to me, cease from anger and forsake wrath and do not fret. It only causes harm. What I was experiencing is frustration in one area can overflow into frustrations in other areas. Have you ever taken out some frustration on a family member when you're really not frustrated at them? You're frustrated at another situation and it tends to overflow on them. And so we need to let that anger go, let God's love uh, come in and comfort uh, our hearts and then this encouragement to not fret. It's it's easy for us to fret and to worry about things that are going on. And God encourages us, says, don't fret because it only causes harm. Instead of worrying, we can be prayerful. We can be giving those worries to the Lord to cast our burdens upon the Lord because He cares uh, for us and enjoying the peace of the Lord that surpasses understanding. So I found Psalms 37 to be an encouragement to this week. I hope it's an encouragement to you as well. Live in studio on this Wednesday, the day after Valentine's, hope that you had a good Valentine's Day and were able uh, to celebrate with your, your loved ones. If you've got questions about the Bible or things that are going on in your life, I'd love to talk with you. Phone lines are open. The number is 844-596-73, 596 73 You can also text me a question or prayer request at 719-315-1726. Again, that text only number is 719-315-1726. In just a minute, we're going to head to a break and we're going to come back And we're going to take a look at some of the news through a biblical perspective. So stay with me. Don't go away on 100.7 The Word.
0: Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word.
1: Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Live in studio today. Definitely a cold and snowy day out there. Hope that you're home safe or safe out on the roads. Be careful for sure. So thankful for the moisture. We definitely definitely need it. So praise the Lord for providing us uh, with uh, this snow. Seems like it's been a cold and snowy winter for us here in Southern Colorado. I'd love to hear from you if you have prayer requests if you're at home or driving and you're like, man, this is really weighing on me. This situation, I love to hear from you. Love talking about real things. We'll get into God's word together and also pray together. So here's the number to call 844-596-73, 844-596-73, the text number 719-315-1726 to all of those that go to Rocky Mountain Calvary, we are not having our Wednesday night service tonight due to the snow. So please uh, stay home and uh, be safe. One of the things I like doing on Crosswalk is uh, taking a look at news, at events that are taking place, trying to see it from a biblical uh, perspective. And first is we will be electing a new mayor uh, April 4th and new city council members here in Colorado Springs. And I would encourage you to uh, get out and vote. Uh, It's important to live out our biblical citizenship everywhere, every aspect of our life. Just like we want to live out the scriptures at home, live out the scriptures at work. We want to live out the scriptures in the public square. So I would take the topics that are important in scripture and look at candidates and see where they stand. So now is a good time to start looking at where these candidates are stand these potential uh, mayors there's sev- there's 12 excuse me candidates for mayor so there's a lot of candidates to be able to sort through a good resource if you're looking for where do I find good information is churchvoterguides.org churchvoterguides.org it's put together locally for El Paso County They will have a voter guide out uh, for this coming election for mayor and uh, city council. It's not out yet. And what I like about churchvoterguides.org is that they simply go to the candidates with questionnaires and let the candidates then tell us what they think. And so it's very bipartisan and just getting good information If you're not registered to vote, you'll definitely want to get uh, registered uh, to vote and partake in the mayor race for Colorado Springs and uh, City Council. On the national level, uh, Nikki Haley, she enters the 2024 presidential race. I don't know if you saw that uh, in the news. Uh, She's a former South Carolina governor and United Nations ambassador. And she announced yesterday she'll be entering the 2024 Republican presidential nomination race. So she's actually taking on her former boss, President Donald Trump. And she's quoted saying, it's time for a new generation of leadership to discover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, strengthen our country our pride, and our uh, purpose. And so, again, you may be wondering, well, why do I really care about this as believers? Well, in Proverbs 29, verse 2, it says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked man rules, the people groan. So we're really affected by our leaders, and we get to pick our leaders, and we want to live out our faith In every sector, we don't put our hope in the government, but that doesn't give us a reason uh, to not uh, be involved. So also heartbreaking story is the death toll in Syria and Turkey is over 40,000. 40,000 people have passed away and lost their lives. So we're definitely praying for Syria and also praying for Turkey. Hard to imagine that much loss of life. They're still pulling people out of the rubble. People that have been buried for 10 days now are still uh, being rescued, which is absolutely amazing. We're seeing more and more people be able to go in with aid and looking for opportunities to partner to see the church, the Big C Church, reach out with the love of Jesus Christ. Had a text question come in. Thanks so much for sending this to me. I appreciate it. If you'd like to send in a text question, you can do that. 719-315-1726. 719-315-1726. What are your opinions on praying out loud versus praying in your head? Am I cheating my prayers by thinking them instead of speaking them by word of mouth? Thank you for your program and your uh, teachings. So this is a great, great uh, question. And I think that there is room uh, for both. And I think there's biblical precedent uh, for both. We We definitely see lots of prayers that are out loud. I think of the Lord's Prayer when he was teaching the disciples to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, so praying out loud, what I like praying about out loud is it really focuses my attention and keeps me from, from daydreaming. But then there's times where it's very appropriate to pray in our hearts and our minds. I'll give you an example of this is when Nehemiah, he was going before the king and he had never been sad in the king's presence before. And he took a risk by being sad. And the reason he was sad is because the temple had been rebuilt in Jerusalem, but the walls around Jerusalem had not been uh, rebuilt. And, And so he was concerned for his homeland. He was concerned for Jerusalem. He was concerned for the temple. And he chose to be sad in the king's presence. And the king asked, well, Nehemiah, why are you sad? And before he responded, he prayed. And we don't have any indication that he prayed out loud, but we do have indication that in his heart, in his mind, in his head, he just cried out to the Lord. It gave a flare prayer. So I think the more that we can, in our minds, be in a place of prayer, internally being in that prayer place of communion with God. There's a great book called Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence and he was a monk who his primary responsibility was doing dishes. Can you imagine? I bet you can't imagine. We all have to do some dishes uh, from time to time. But this is this is what he did throughout his day. And he made it his aim to be in God's presence. Now, I don't think he was always talking out loud, but he wanted his soul to be in that place of a fellowship uh, with with the Lord. So. Great question. Thanks so much uh, for sending it in. I hope that was uh, helpful uh, to you. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. You could call in. Matt's ready to take your phone calls. So 844 500 Do you need prayer? Are you struggling with a Bible question, a challenge in your life? 844 Also, you can text 719-315-1726. Again, just looking at some of today's headlines and what is taking place, found this to be interesting and heartbreaking. And speaking of prayer, a cause for prayer. Teen girls are experiencing record high levels of sadness and violence, according to a new report published Monday by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. According to the report, 57% of teen girls in 2021 reported feeling persistently sad or hopeless over the past year, up from 36% in 2011, the highest rate seen in this last decade. By comparison, 29% of teen boys reported feeling persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. Compared to 21% in 2011, LGBTQ plus students and students with same-sex partners also reported high levels of sadness and hopelessness in 2021 at 69% and 78% respectively. About 30% of teen girls said they have had seriously considered attempting suicide up from 19% in 2021. So as hard as this is to take this in, let's think about this for a little moment. 30% of teen girls said they'd seriously considered attempting their life up from 19% in 2011. So don't go away. We're going to talk about this more. God's heart for this next generation. You're listening to Crosswalk. Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word
0: Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word
1: Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs This is Pastor Eric Cartier Thanks so much uh, for listening Hope that you're staying warm and safe on this cold and snowy night here in Colorado Springs. So we left off talking about teen girls. There was a study that came out uh, this week saying that teen girls are at a record level of sadness and 30% of all teen girls in 2021 had serious thoughts of suicide. So that's one out of every three teen girls. So what do we do? I think the first thing is to pray. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. We've got to be taking this to the Lord, praying over this next generation, praying over our daughters. And then don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. You know, are you considering taking your own own life? And and how are you doing? And really slowing down our lives to be present in our teens' is life. And we know this is an issue that has touched Colorado Springs in a very acute way. Teen suicide rate, unfortunately, has been high in El Paso County, and we're praying and reaching out. And if you have a student or are a student that's struggling, feel free to call 844 500 9673. Or if you have questions about the Bible or things that are going on in your life, you can also send me a text. It comes to me directly 719 719- This is a text question that has come in. It says, what does it mean to wait in reference to Psalms uh, 37? So I began the show today reading from Psalms uh, 37, and we are exhorted uh, to wait. In Psalms 37, verse 9, it says, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. So what does that word wait uh, mean? And it really is twofold. And the first is that it does mean to slow down and to wait, you know, just like we would wait at a red light for the, to turn green. But it's not passive. It, it's also active. As we're waiting, we're also pressing into the Lord. We're waiting on the Lord by spending time with him in prayer in worship, in adoration of him. So, yep, we're paused for the moment. Things are on wait, but our heart is drawing near to the Lord, and we're pouring out our hearts uh, before him. So hopefully that's helpful to you. I I don't know about you, but I find it difficult to be in that place of waiting, difficult to be in that place of God having things on pause and and having to wait. But it does provide a great opportunity to uh, draw near uh, to the Lord. Number to call is 844-500-9673, 844-500-9673. Also, you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. We have a caller on line one, so let's go to our phone lines. Uh, Let's go to David on line one. David, welcome to the program.
2: Good afternoon, Pastor Eric. How are Um, you doing today? Okay. I want to address two things, if I could, please. Sure. Um, one was Scripture you used in your message this afternoon. And uh, not that you didn't have a lot more, but um, one thing you used in Scripture was about knowing the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yeah. And I guess in my life anyway, it seems like that verse is more important than John three sixteen and a whole mm. group of others. Because if you know the truth, you are going to know John 3.16 and and so much other scripture yeah. that is true.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's really good.
2: That just seems like a, such a primary verse that we don't put enough emphasis on. I was talking to a lady, and uh, she, she was a nurse, a very uh, intelligent, educated person. And uh, she said, it was 25 years before I realized my husband was lying to me all the time. Hmm. And I said, you oh, know, well, I got you beat. It was three decades for me with my stuff. And, and, you know, this is somebody that had grown up in the church, had gone to Bible school and mission field and all that. But it's the, I think we need to have a great emphasis on the truth.
1: I agree. You know, there's a guy in our church, and he's gone home uh, to be with the Lord. That His name was Chuck Moon, and he just had such tremendous love for the truth and Many times after church, he'd come up and say, thanks for speaking the truth. We we need truth. And that always really encouraged me. And you're right. Know the truth, and the truth will, will set you free.
2: Well, thank you for bringing up that verse today. And the other thing is, I, I listened to, uh, I was watching a football game on the weekend, and um, we got to the halftime show, and I only saw a few pretty much glimpses of that. And I go like, this is not good. And, um, then, um, well, and you brought up yesterday about uh, how God gets us. Yeah. how he understands us, if you will. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, that, that's great. And what, what can be a better thing? However, I think we also need to understand the enemy and, um, I would listen to a, a talk show, and, you know, it was a secular talk show. I don't know that either person claimed to be a Christian even, but they brought up that halftime show how there was so much uh, from the occult and uh, really the dark side of life that was brought out in as an emphasis in that halftime show. And I think we're being inundated with... Uh, kind of blindsided, if you will, from, from that type of point of view. And I I think it needs to be brought out by the pastors and various people that we need to be aware of what, you know, the underlying things are. They brought out things I had never even thought about in, that were in that show. And I thought, wow, this is really, well, I consider it demonic, actually.
1: Yeah, it is a good point. Like, we really always have to be on guard and— you know, the, he gets us ad campaign, them putting ads about Jesus, you know, going to a dark place, you know, the Super Bowl really can be a dark place. And even the, the commercials, a lot of times you can't even get through the, the commercials. And so I'm glad that the message of Christ got out in a dark place. But with that, we got to keep our filter up because there's a lot of things in that halftime show. I know my family and I had to turn off that that halftime show, which is often the case uh, with with the Super Bowl. And there's oftentimes commercials that you have to turn. And so you want to just kick back and watch a football game, but you got to keep your guard up, got to keep your filter up. And I think more and more, there are a lot of anti-Christ and anti-biblical messages that are being slipped into movies and music and sports and, and everywhere that you turn. So you bring up two really great points. I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, I,
2: I just, you know, I just, looked at it, and I said, you know, that he gets those ads, uh, you know, from the Christian standpoint are really great, but we're getting relatively a few seconds, and um, the the bad, dark side of things are getting an awful lot of time, and that can overwhelm especially younger people.
1: Yeah, it sure can, and I think those he gets us ads are really for unbelievers, you know, they're, when you go to their website, they're really trying to reach people that don't don't know Christ, but... You're absolutely right. There's a lot more darkness than there was light in, in the, the Super Bowl, for sure. And got to have your guard up.
2: Okay, and thank you for your programming. the afternoon. Oh, you're welcome.
1: God bless you. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier live in studio today on this cold day in February. Love to hear from you. We have our phone lines open. Matt's ready to take your call, 844 500 9673 you can also send me a text 719-315-1726 the text only number 719-315-1726 just received a text what are your thoughts on the Ashbury revival and so we're going to tackle that right after the break you will want to stay with me uh, don't go away we're going to be looking at uh, this Ashbury revival that there's some reports of, of God moving, so we will take a look at that in uh, just a moment. I want to remind you that Crosswalk Colorado Springs does turn into a podcast. Anywhere that you find uh, your podcast, just stream Crosswalk Colorado Springs and you'll find us. And then we're Monday through Wednesday right here on 100.7 The Word from 5 to 6.
0: We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with me. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Hope that you're doing well on this Wednesday night. Sometimes we have guests that we do interviews with and then other times it's your opportunity to call in with questions and prayer requests. So the number is 844 844- five hundred ninety six seventy three also you can text at seven one nine three one five seventeen twenty six had a text question on my thoughts on the ashbury revival so not being there i don't know i want to fill in people that may not be familiar with what that is it's fairly fresh just a week old Uh, ashbury university having chapel There's an article by Christianity Today uh, that was written by Tom McCall that I think gives us a little bit better idea what's happening there. So I'll read some of this article and then share some of my thoughts. Uh, Most Wednesday mornings at Ashbury University are alike any other. A few minutes before 10, students begin to gather in Hughes Auditorium for Chapel. Students are required to attend a certain number of chapels each semester, So they tend to show up as a matter of routine. But this Wednesday was different. After the benediction, the gospel choir began to sing a final chorus, and then something began to happen that defies easy descriptions. Students did not leave. They were struck by what seemed to be a quiet but powerful sense of transcendence, and they didn't want to go. They stayed and continued to worship. They are all still there. I teach theology across the street at Ashbury Theological Seminary, and when I heard of what was happening, I immediately decided to go to the chapel to see for myself. When I arrived, I saw hundreds of students singing quietly. They were praising and praying earnestly for themselves and for their neighbors and our world, expressing repentance and contrition for sin and interceding for healing, wholeness, peace, and justice." Some were reading and reciting scripture. Others were standing with arms raised. Several were in clustered in small groups praying together. A few were kneeling at the altar rail in the front of the auditorium. Some were lying prostrate while others were talking to one another, their faces bright with joy. They were still worshiping when I left in the late afternoon. And when I came back in the evening, they were still worshiping when I arrived early Thursday morning. And by mid-morning, hundreds were filling the auditorium again. I've seen multiple students running toward the chapel each day. By Thursday evening, there was standing room only. Students had begun to arrive from other universities, the University of Kentucky, the University of Cumberlands, Purdue University, Indian Wesleyan University, Ohio Christian University, Midway University, Georgetown College, Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and many others. The worship continued throughout the day on Friday and indeed all through the night on Saturday morning. I had a hard time finding a seat by evening. The building was packed beyond capacity every night. Some students and others have stayed in the chapel to pray throughout the night. And as of Sunday evening, the momentum shows no signs of slowing down. Some are calling this a revival. And I know that in recent years, That term has become associated with political activism and Christian nationalism, but let me be clear, no one at Ashbury had that agenda. So again, not being there, it's hard for me to know, but I'm encouraged. From what I read and what I understand, I'm encouraged. This seems to to be a surprising work of God where students are wanting to draw near to God, to praise, to prayer, to, to confess a sin. And so I would want to be slow to throw cold water on it but to pray. And I would encourage us as believers to be praying for what's taking place at Ashbury and also be wanting to press into the Lord ourselves. You know, when you read this it's it's kind of convicting that they don't want to leave. You know, how many times at a worship service are we just waiting for it to get done, looking at our watches, saying, "Hey, I've got a Get on my way, and here they are, just waiting upon the Lord and drawing near uh, to the Lord. And we definitely need revival. Uh, many of us, I know, have been praying for revival. I've been praying for revival, longing for revival. I think we're beginning to see it. There's there's a gospel movement uh, that is taking place. When there's true revival, Christ is exalted. The gospel is proclaimed. His love and grace is is extended. There's an understanding of our sin that brings us to uh, the goodness of God and how we need it in America amongst God's people of a revival that would spread to those that don't know Christ as their Savior. So again, not being there, I don't know, but from what I read, I'm encouraged and I'm prayerful, praying that God would really uh, bless what's uh, taking place in Ashbury and and there would be a move of the Spirit that would take place across our country Stirn our hearts to draw closer uh, to the Lord for sure, and reaching out to unbelievers. Though it's difficult times to be alive, I think it's exciting times uh, to be alive and and to really be pressing into our relationship uh, with the Lord. Uh, this reminds me of a text in Romans chapter thirteen that challenges us to be living for uh, the Lord. Let me read it to you. It says. And do this knowing the time, and now is the high time to wake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust not in strife and envy. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its desires. What I find interesting about this text is knowing the time. God wants us to be able to tell the season that we're living in. And from all indications, we're getting closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so knowing that Christ is coming, but also knowing that my life is short, now's the high time to wake out of sleep. Just wake out, From a spiritual sleep. And that's interesting in and of itself as well, that we can be in this place of spiritual sleep where we don't know the Lord, but we're not actively pursuing the Lord. And we're just in this place of of slumber. This encouragement, our salvation is nearer than we first believe. And this is true. Then let's cast off the works of darkness and let's put on the armor of light. Let's walk properly as in the day. Not in revelry and drunkenness and lewdness, not in strife and envy, putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, and making no provision for the flesh. So great encouragement there from Romans uh, chapter thirteen. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. again on this Ashbury revival. There is an interesting article written by John Kirk Cooper about the Ashbury revival as well. You can look that up at Christian Headlines. Uh, dot com. So, praying for God's movement uh, for there for sure. want to leave you uh, where we began with Psalms 37 uh, today. Got just a few minutes left in today's show. So, thanks so much for listening. I hope it's been an encouragement to you on this cold, snowy day in February. But Psalms 37 says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the Lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in the way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. What are you going through? What are your challenges? What are your joys? Surrender it to the Lord, commit it to him, trust Trust in him. So thanks so much for joining me. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go to rmcalvary.org, rmcalvary.org. Our teachings are there, as well as our service times. So be safe, stay warm, have a great night. God bless you.